Hi everyone, I'm Mariah and you are listening to Kindergarten Kept Simple, the podcast where we talk about all things kindergarten and all things early learning. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that you might not want to talk about, but I have to say something about it because it's that time of year, it is report card time, and if you're on Ontario, that means communication of learning time. And if you're not from Ontario, I don't know if you write report cards like this, but the way we write our report cards are based on the four frames of the Ontario Kindergarten Program. And what that means is that we have these four huge blocks of writing that work out to up to as much as a page of writing per frame. So about four pages per student. And they're supposed to be extremely anecdotal. There's they're supposed to be asset based. So really positive, focusing on growth and all of that using strong examples, quotes if possible, this, that, the other. So if that sounds like a lot to you, that's because it is. <laughs> And one year, one of my first years of teaching, I was in the new teacher induction program, which is in Ontario. And my mentor and eventual work wife, Marissa, and I were actually able to use one of my NTIP learning days to work together in the library and write a report card comments together. This was obviously like a best case scenario. And I wish everyone had this gift of time and collaboration every single year but it's not necessarily realistic. So what I'm hoping to kind of share with you today are some tips and tricks to make it so that your report card writing season is as smooth as possible. Because I remember in my first few years of teaching, I would literally spend at least an hour per kid writing report cards. And I had two classes so we were looking at about 80 hours of writing time just on report cards. This is a significant amount of personal off work hours time because of course we can't get all of that done in one professional learning day which is what we get given to write report cards but also usually they're due more or less right on that day so you need to get the ball rolling before that you need to get as much done before that as you can so that you're able to hand them in on time but this seemed to be the norm everywhere i was looking people were writing were spending 40 to 80 hours writing their report cards extremely detailed all of these quotes pulling their hair out and just really feeling the stress of the season trying to get these report cards written out and I very quickly realized this was not the life for me this was not sustainable this was not going to be how I continued writing my report cards from now on and truthfully it hurt when I would hear back from parents that they barely read it or they you know they didn't really care that much about the report card comments they read them they liked them they preferred to talk face to face So I felt like I was spending all of this time on something that wasn't even being cherished enough for the amount of effort that I was putting into them. So basically the goal of this episode is to remind you that writing 100% unique brand new comments that are different for every single student in your class is not the goal, nor is it reasonable or a good use of your capacity as an educator. So we're going to talk about how we can move away from this 80-hour report card writing into significantly less. I'm talking like one report card writing day, a few hours, and that is it. So without further ado, here are my report card writing tips. First of all, I cannot hype up enough using skeleton comments. So a skeleton comment would be where you have basically more or less the same sort of template you're using for every single student. However, within that, you embed very specific examples and anecdotes and quotes that you make sure that they're accurate, personal, and they end up being different from each other because they've been personalized in that way. 
And the way you're going to set yourself up for success by this is making sure you have similar documentation examples for every single student in your class so that when you sit down to write, you can truly do that plug and play method of filling in the blanks of your skeleton comment with those personalized examples. This speeds up the report card writing process significantly, but it also helps you stay on track for meeting all of your curriculum goals because you can sit down in advance and say, okay, I'm going to talk about these four curriculum points in belonging and contributing, which is one of our frames in Ontario. You know which four you're going to hit for this reporting period, which frees you up to then know what other ones you're going to hit for the next reporting period. And when we have that written down in advance, we can then set up assessment opportunities, be on the lookout for specific examples that are going to fit into those report cards so that we can really just bang out our report cards as fast as we can. So you can make this happen. You're going to make this happen for yourself by having the idea of the comment you want to write done in advance. And then you're going to sit down for an entire play block, maybe two play blocks, and you're going to collect evidence to fill in that blank. And you might be surprised how many solid examples you're going to find when you're specifically focused and actively looking for it. So for example, let's say one of your skeleton comments is going to start out by saying, Sarah is a blank and blank student in our class. Her favorite center to visit is the blank. Every single student in your class is going to have that opening line for their belonging and contributing comment. During your playbook, you're going to sit down. You're going to observe all your kids in action and you're going to find adjectives to describe those first two blanks. Then you're going to call Sarah over and you're going to say, Sarah, what's your favorite center to play at? And tell me why. She's going to tell you, you're going to write it down. You do this for every single kid in your class. All of a sudden, that first line is written. You have personalized information for every single kid in your class that you can easily pop in and then move on with your comment. To set yourself up for success when you actually sit down to write your report cards, I want you to start going through your documentation at least a week before you sit down to write your reports. This is going to allow you to notice which students you're lacking data from, who's been absent a lot and you need to really focus on meeting with them, and just significant kind of leaps in growth that you've been noticing throughout the year. You're going to focus on collecting evidence and anecdotes and quotes for those people that have a little bit of a lighter load of documentation so that when you sit down to write, you have ample information to use and you're not scrambling or, you know, stretching things or kind of grasping at straws a bit just so you can fill in your blanks. And it's really important that we're just not focusing on reinventing the wheel for each student. When you pick a way of phrasing the expectation you're focusing on or for that frame, you can use that again and over and over and over. Like I mentioned before, you're going to be personalizing it with those concrete examples, but you're not changing your verbiage and how you lead into that expectation for every single student for no reason. We don't need to be out here making our lives more difficult than it is. It is very rare that you're going to have anyone ever look at anyone else's report card and compare them. Maybe if you have twins in your class or siblings and you'll want to spice those up a little, you can do this just by changing the order of your sentences even. But in my experience, no one has ever questioned why their report card is similar to their siblings. And this is because there is enough of that personal touch of those specific examples that relate to that specific kid that they understand that you still do have a strong understanding of the learning going on and the personality of each student individually. I want to wrap up this quick episode for you today by just reminding you that there's no hero badge, there's no cookie given out to the teacher who spends the most time on their report cards. And your time and your capacity 
are so important and so limited that if we can streamline the report card writing process, remove any of the extra fluff or expectations we're putting on ourselves, the more we're going to just be able to embrace all aspects of our life beyond teaching inside the classroom. Because at the end of the day, you are an educator and your job is very important. We're lucky to have this amazing, fun job that is really important and really makes an impact in the lives of our youngest learners. But you are not only an educator. You are a whole person with a family and interest and friends. And the more we can learn to balance our relationship with work and our relationship with all of our other hobbies and interests and everything that kind of makes us a whole person, the better. So if this podcast episode saved you from spending four full weekends writing your report cards and you're going to be able to cut that way down and get out there and just relax and enjoy all the things you like to enjoy out of life, then I feel like my mission will have been complete. (laughs) If you want to make this even easier, just go ahead and grab my report card writing product from Teachers Pay Teachers. I have these skeleton comments already built out for you with sample comments, and they're divided into sections by those who are not yet showing the learning, who are showing a growth in learning, and those who have really shown significant growth in that learning. So this is based on the Ontario Kindergarten Program. It is one of my most popular products. It's basically always one of my best sellers, and the feedback on it is just really incredible. People saying it was a complete lifesaver, saved them so much time, got rid of their writer's block, and just really helped them jump into report writing with confidence. So if you wanna save yourself even more time, even more stress, go ahead and grab that product and let's just knock these report cards off of your to-do list. So we'll end it here. A nice, short and sweet pep talk episode for you. And I'll see you next time on Kindergarten Kept Simple. I'm Mariah. Keep in touch. I'd love to hear about how your report cards are going.